0: Ladies and gentlemen and in-betweeners, I'm your host Alexander Rodriguez here with On The Rock's radio show where celebrities and cocktails mix tonight. Set your phasers to stunning. We have actor and activist and man crush every day. Wilson Cruz from Star Trek Discovery, 13 Reasons Why, I'll give you 13 Reasons Why, Uh, Party Monster, Rent on Broadway, Party of Five, My So-Cold Life, and so many more. So raise a glass and beam me up.
1: Most poor suckers are starving to
0: death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, coming at you live, where I drink with your favorite celebrities as we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, well, that's about it. For so pop a cork, lean back, and raise a glass to On the Rocks.
1: Fasten in your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy
0: night. Oh, Lord, it's going to be a bumpy night. Impulse, power ahead. Buns and bows and pantyhose, this is on the rocks, the place where we're too glam to give a damn. This week in Hot News, uh, a wanted man sends police a selfie to replace the mugshot they were using because he said it made him look terrible. (laughs) after my own heart. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh, Lord, Jesus, take the whale. And I had to face tune it before I sent it to them. Mm -mm. Uh, Anyway, I do have a mugshot. It's public record. It was in Beverly Hills. It was eight years ago, and I look amazing. Uh, Thank you to our sober listeners for tuning in. We love you. Thank you for holding our hair back, driving us home. Drunk texting is literally the only sport I'm good at, and I practice a lot. Right? Right, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <It's> got <laughs> stories. Uh, yeah, it's got stories, folks. Uh, hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, United Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Of course, we are on Facebook Live on Trending Now app in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and on the West Coast on GED Magazine, Gay Entertainment Directory, the largest LGBT print... LGBT print and online magazine on the West Coast and of course nationally on Bear World Magazine. Raar. Check out my, uh, my celebrity interviews, movie news, movie reviews on Bear World Magazine. Now the movie news is on video. This week I chatted about Glenn Close but no cigar. We'll be uh, doing the movie version of Sunset Boulevard with Norma Desmond. She stole the role from Betty LaPone. I'm still not over it. Better lower that key, girl.
1: You know, did you see Glenn Close in Sunset Boulevard years and years ago? I didn't see it, no I haven't seen it, but I, I heard the, the uh, recording. There. Yes, I, I own it. Hmm. I love the Glenn Close but no cigar. I oh yes. It, that took me a Boom, second. I use
0: it all the time, and people are like, it's tired girl, I'm like, Wilson hasn't heard it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also talk about A Star is Born is being re-released with an additional 12 minutes of footage. Oh. Probably sponsored by NyQuil. Uh, go see A Star is Boring once again.
1: I love uh, that Wilson. movie.
0: No, it was so awful. It was boring. I liked the first what part. I loved Sam Elliott, I mean, It was
1: no. so over. Thank no. you, Kurt. No, it was beautiful. I thought. Did you cry? Like, I did cry.
0: Oh, God. I cried when I ran out of popcorn. <laughs> that was about it. It was so overacted. It was boring. It was and then over-acted. Bradley Cooper doing his, like, uh, Jeff Bridges impression the whole time. I'm like, well, I'm dirty. <laughs> it's like, take a shower and speak up. I can't hear you. All right. Did you, now, okay, Wilson, did you, did, did you go see it when you were on a date? No. Oh. What's <laughs> a date? Oh. <laughs> Everybody who inundated my emails, my DMs, who slid to my DMs, I'm like, ooh, a DM, not for me. Uh, yes, um, Wilson Cruz is single and allegedly dating, <laughs> or not. I'm um, sure. Yeah. Opens up the possibility. Yes, sure. Mm. <clears throat> Let's see your wallet first. Mm-mm. Yes, right. It's doing all right. Yeah. No, not yours. There. Oh, theirs. Oh, girl, we know you're fine. <laughs> Hello, you're on Star Trek. Renewed for season three, by the way. Woo-hoo! I'm coming to set. I don't care if I'm invited or not. I'm coming to set. Like, I, mean, I, I will just burst into tears. I
1: mean. I'm I, your pictures at the at the gate.
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. What, 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 what? Oh, oh God, we, we, we're, we're getting uh, charades here from, from a PR rep. Uh, the show is brought to you in media partnership with Here TV. Here TV reaches millions of viewers each month and has produced Academy Award winning films, also received three daytime Emmy nominations. Here TV features the largest LGBTQ LMNOP library featuring hundreds of hours of award winning movies, series, documentaries, short films, and this show. So we're very excited. Uh, we appear on Amazon Prime, Facebook Watch, heretv.com, and the Here TV app for free. Uh, Our website has been updated. It looks gorgeous, and everything you could want or need is all there, including all of our video and audio. Go to ontherocksradioshow.com. My mom, Mama Rose, is in the chat room on ubngo.com and Facebook. And, you guys, she is a huge Shrek. She was raised on Star Trek as a little girl. Her father was the original team uh, for NASA, and so they had the whole, like, space whatever anyway so yeah so she's very excited uh ask her your questions she'll answer it in the chat room and if it's a burning question she's going to text me right here and we'll answer it on air keep her busy she's next to a bottle of vodka and i don't need her drunk stalking people <laughs> on e again how do you think i was conceived <clears throat> hello kurt tell her to engineer kurt do you have a pun I, I always have puns for you let me make sure my mic is on yeah though. uh hello engineer <laughs> 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 are you new at this uh what's your pun kurt Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, do you know I'm itching to solve some uh, math problems? Oh,
0: God. Why, Kurt? I just need some scratch paper. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives himself laughter. Then, oh, God. That was, a, that was a little
1: much for that. Yeah. You, know, you couldn't have, like,
0: a Star Trek pun?
1: <laughs> you know. By the end of the show,
0: uh, let uh, Star Trek. I'll, I'll, he has too I'll much think, respect for yeah, it. Yeah, that's what it is. You know. Yes. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Have you seen some of the fan fiction out there for Star Trek? I have. You're part of a lot of the fan fiction, by the way. I've
1: seen some of the art, <laughs> too. Yes. Yeah. I, I was like, Ooh, well, oh. Well, some of the art is really beautiful, but some of them, Anthony and I are like, I, you may not want to tag us on that one.
0: Yeah, it's like I didn't realize you were Jewish. <laughs> 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 I'm
1: not. I haven't, I haven't. <laughs> I know, that's, what, that's how we know it's fiction. <clears throat>
0: Anyway, I'm, I'm like <laughs> blushing over here. Uh, like us on Twitter and Instagram at OnTheRocksOnAir. Facebook, OnTheRocksRadioShow. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceañera, bris, dog washing. I don't care. I will be there. Info at OnTheRocksRadioShow.com. You wanna join on the rocks on the road? Here we come. Little known fact, I do an amazing Irish accent. Not so little known fact, you don't see many Mexican leprechauns running around. Uh, But I'm about to change that. Come join me at Barrel Saloon on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th in Long Beach for a crazy evening. Sounds by DJ Olamont. It's a straight bar and I'm filling it with gay people. So be prepared to be fabulous. Uh, Yeah, I I don't know what to expect. It's like a straight bar in Long Beach. I forgot
1: that St. Patrick's Day was coming up.
0: Yeah, and it's on a Sunday. Which is bad because people have to work on a Monday. They don't care. Yeah, <laughs> don't. I lived in yeah. I
1: lived in Hell's Kitchen in New York oh. uh, for a couple of years, and I I remember St. Patrick's Day being my le- or the, I should say the next morning. Yeah, of, after St. Patrick's Day being my least favorite day because you just had to maneuver your way around the puddles of of vomit.
0: Yeah, green on, vomit
1: on Ninth Avenue. Green vomit. Yeah, that yep. was not good.
0: No. Oof, God. <clears throat> no, no, no. I think I'm responsible for one of those pools. Oh. Love Hell's Kitchen. Thank you. Uh, also, Cathedral City, March 30th. I will be MC for Cathedral City LGBT Days in the afternoon on Saturday. Uh, and I'll be introducing and sharing the stage with uh, Jessica Sutta from the Pussycat Dolls and American Idols Ada Fox. Come out and join. It'll be a lot of fun. And it's for free. CathedralCityLGBTDays.com for more information. Uh, Saturday, I promise, we're getting through this, Wilson. Breathe. And then the whole show is all you, Breathe.
1: girl. No, I'm good.
0: Uh, Saturday, May 18th, I'm returning to Long Beach Pride's Hottest Party Overboard for my third year. Last year, I co-hosted with Andrew Christian and Real Housewives of Orange County, Peggy Sulayan. This year, I'm hosting with RuPaul's Raja, uh, an adult entertainer of the year, Wesley Woods. I the. Have have Raja. as yes. Uh, do you like Wesley Woods, too? I don't know. He says hello. Hi, Wesley. Williams. Don't Google him in public. Uh, go to overboardlbc.com to get your early bird tickets. Uh, finally, check me out on Glitterbomb. My new national TV talk show, Glitterbomb, is currently broadcasting to over 22 million homes, covered in People magazine, and listed as one of the must-watch shows on New Now. Next, the first ever Latinx national LGBTV LGBT. LGBT- TV programming. There there we go. Uh, Featuring me and my co-host with some of your favorite stars from film, TV, music, and reality TV. Season 2, Wilson. It's open. Uh, In fact, Patrick Gomez is one of my co-hosts, and he interviewed you last June. I love Patrick. Uh, Everybody loves Patrick. Mm. Uh, Tune in every Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check your local listings. We're, like I said, broadcasting to 22 million homes. We are in your city... And for all oh, those of you that say, I don't have cable, I don't watch mainstream TV, uh, we're releasing episodes on Facebook Watch, so you have no excuse to watch. Go to Glitterbomb. Okay, let's get the show on the road. <sighs> Wilson Cruz stars as Dr. Hugh Colbert. Wait, his last name is not Vasquez? Woo, it is science fiction. I'm <laughs> uh, CBS's All Access series, Star Trek Discovery. Those of you that know me know I'm a huge, huge Star Trek fan. This does the original such great service. It's made Star Trek great again. It's so amazing, visually, conceptually, story-wise, acting-wise, it is top-notch. And Wilson is part of the first uh, ever gay kiss for the gay couple ever featured in Star Trek universe, making history since William Shatner kissed Nichelle Nichols, uh, Uhura, who I found out she's coming on the show, by the way. Oh, she is? Yeah. Uh, Opposite, of course, Rent alum, uh, Anthony Rapp, as his partner, great scenes, great scenes in tight uniforms, all reason to tune in. Uh, Last summer, Cruz returned to the highly acclaimed Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why, in a critical arc around the aftermath of the death of Hannah Baker, playing Baker's attorney, Dennis Vasquez.
1: I think every role you play, they're just going to put Vasquez at the end of it. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's happened a couple of times. Yeah. It's like winking and a nod. Yeah, it's like, know? Mm, we know you. And it's yeah. like, girl, I know you.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, such an amazing show. Uh, one of the most uh, watched shows on Netflix. Um, and you look pretty good in this suit, too, Thank by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah. I like a suit. Yes. <laughs> it does you well. <laughs> uh, a first-generation American of Puerto Rican descent, Wilson was always a trailblazer, even in his youth, winning the hearts of audiences, playing the character of Ricky... Vasquez, uh, on My So-Called Life, which you guys (laughs) celebrate its 25th anniversary this year. Yeah, August. Oh my God, I'm so August 25th. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. That's crazy, that's crazy. Uh, The role became a cornerstone for years uh, to uh, exemplify the true courage and strength uh, that Wilson had playing the first openly gay teenager uh, to air on network primetime television uh, which kind of reflected his own personal journey which we'll talk about the show won the GLAAD Award for Outstanding TV Drama with Wilson being honored with the Emory uh, S. Hetrick Award for the Hetrick Martin Institute for Outstanding Contributions to LGBT Youth I feel like
1: I'm on This Is Your Life this is wonderful girl you don't even understand I haven't broken down by <laughs> oh decades my, yeah. yes okay get ready, <laughs> I'm ready. we're also
0: going to do some rapid fires too from uh, the, the fan emails I got uh, in the line of uh, memorable on poignant characters on television, he also played one of TV's first transgender characters in an Emmy-nominated episode of *Allie McBeal. Uh, he recurred on Fox Television's ensemble dra- drama, The Red Band Society, with, uh, of course, Octavia Spencer, Hot Hot Hot, uh, series regular roles, of course, on Party of Five, where he took home the Alma Award for Outstanding Emerging Actor, Rick and Steve, which I loved, the happiest gay couple in the world. He also recurred on Shameless, West Wing, Noah's Ark, Pushing Daisies, God, I hope Pushing Daisies comes back, because there's rumors that it's coming back. Yeah. Yes. Ish. Uh, the closer. Coming back. I know.
1: Right. <laughs> Except my. Waistline. We all want to live in the past in this this administration's. Yeah. Decade. <laughs>
0: whatever. Yeah. Mm. Uh, NCIS, American Dad, uh, Monk, ER, The Finder, and Hustling. Uh, his career. Uh, Translated the big screen in both studio and independent films. Uh, His film credits include Alan Cummings' indie film After Louis. God, I wish I could have been on that set. Uh, He's not just that, or he's not that into you, which uh, he's just not that into you, which my friends and I, we send that to each other when one of us has had had a bad date. We're like, Have you ever seen that movie? He's just not that into you. Yes. Uh, Supernova.
1: There's some good good dating advice
0: in there. There is some very good dating advice. Uh, Supernova. I was actually in one of the audiences that saw Supernova before they added all the special effects. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: That must have been quite
0: the experience. They gave us <laughs> they gave us our opinion card. I was like, Do you have another? I ran out of room.
1: <laughs> Poor things. Uh, but that was with James Spader. Yeah. That was a been. Angela Bassett. Yeah, and Angela Bassett. It was a small but fierce cast. Yes. We also made it as we went along. <laughs> I used to get I used to show up to the set and there would be new pages. I mean, by the time we got to the end of the movie. We didn't even know what the plot was anymore. If we couldn't keep. I don't think it the really. audience knew <laughs> what the plot
0: was. Uh, no, but it had you shirtless with James Spader a lot, so that, it did. that, that was I good. I weighed
1: all of 118 yeah, pounds were, at the time. I was super, doing rent. I, yeah. I took a break super, to from super super skinny.
0: Anyway, uh, in fact, we have some pictures of that. We're going to show. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yes, and then one of my favorites that we're going to talk about, Party Monster, oh. unbelievable movie. It's one of it's in my top ten uh, favorite films of all time. Uh, Coffee Date Johns uh, with David Arquette and Lucas Haas, Uh All Over Me and Meth Head. Uh, theater. Uh, credits, of course, uh, the critically acclaimed role of Angel in Broadway in the West Coast premiere, and then he took over uh, on Broadway. Uh, he, uh, he got the Los Angeles Times Ovation Award, the Drama Log Award. He also starred in Tick, Tick, Boom, which is uh, one of Jonathan Larson's other shows uh, for its premiere, the West Coast premiere and the first national tour. He took a break from acting to serve as the director of Entertainment Industry Partnerships and as a national spokesperson for GLAAD, uh, the nation's leading LGBT media advocacy organization. Amazing organization. They also uh, throw really good parties, too, by the way. Yeah.
1: Were you at the Christmas party? This year? Yeah. No, I was uh, working... Oh, oh, that's right. Oh. Star Trek. Boop,
0: boop. <laughs> <laughs> I was not working and I was there and I was escorted out, but uh, not before oh. they took my. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> it's believable. Amy's like, I
1: believe it. Because I was going to call someone and be yeah. like, what is happening there? <laughs> no. It was a lot of fun, but they had the whole party so close to the pool. I'm like, somebody's going to end up. And did somebody? Because there was a party once where that happened. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was an open bar in like four different places. There,
1: uh, he has, received, uh, he has uh, received
0: so many awards; uh, the list goes on and on and on from so many different organizations. He's also the uh, executive producer of the upcoming docu series "Out of the Box: How America Came Out on TV." My God, when do you sleep? Rarely. Oh, he also sings, by the way. Uh, please welcome Wilson <laughs> Cruz for his first time on the Yay!
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's such a big audience. It is wow. such a big audience. Um, okay, so we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna visit some certain projects that you've done. We're gonna talk about your past. We're gonna be all over the place. So all you Wilson Cruz fans. I hope I know
1: all the answers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's your life. I hope you do too. Uh, and have some of your ex-boyfriends in the green room. Oh, They're gonna God. come marching in. Um, but we're also gonna pepper it with some fun rapid-fire questions. So so let's start off easy. Let's do some rapid-fire. Um, uh, most embarrassing song on your playlist?
1: Uh, Miley Cyrus, The Party in the USA. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's
0: pretty bad. <laughs> Did you see her on RuPaul this last week? No. Hmm, okay. Uh, and I hope that they do.
1: It's you, on my DVR. I haven't watched. It. Well, And you guys have such a great idea of being on RuPaul yes. for a sci-fi themed? Yes, we want to do a Star Trek oh, God. themed episode. And we, we've been talking about it since the show started. Because <laughs> Anthony, it, I mean, if I'm a big fan, Anthony's an even larger fan. Like, he keeps asking about it. Like, when is that going to happen? I'm like... Why don't you do something Why don't you it? just text Rue, <laughs> huh? I've talked to him about it. I just saw him at the Emmy party a few, a few minutes ago. You guys,
0: hashtag, uh, tweet Rue, and let's just make this happen. Okay, who's your celebrity crush? Um, oh,
1: I have so many. Uh, Joe, Man- Joe Manganiello. Really? Yeah. Wow,
0: okay. Uh, Captain Lorca or Captain Pike? Pike. Really? Yeah,
1: you didn't ask me Jason Isaacs or Anton Mount, but yeah. No, 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 because
0: like the character that you would be like, mm-hmm. That I
1: would what? Oh, the, would I do? Yeah. I was trying to be polite. You're like, dude? It's not really my type, but either one. But uh, Pike, yeah, I go with Pike still. Huh, okay. Uh,
0: (laughs) Okay, if you could go back and play a different role in Rent, which one would it be? That's actually from our fan room. Mimi. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, I
1: actually, here's a, I actually did all of um, Out Tonight once. Oh, you did? In my angel heels during a rehearsal once. Did everybody go crazy? They did, actually. Yeah. Oh, my God. mean, like, they, they, they dared me. They didn't think I knew it all, and I was like, and I did the whole thing.
0: <laughs> now, is this true that Rent was going to
1: be like a mini series of sorts before Christopher Columbus did the film? There was, there was many variations at one point. There was a movie that Spike Lee was going to do um, that, I, that I was involved with before it all fell apart, and then there was, the, there was talk of a TV movie series, and then uh, Chris came in. Hmm. Or Mr. Columbus, I should say. Mr. Columbus, uh, what do you think of the movie? Honestly, um, I wanted to really be in it. I, yeah, I auditioned for it, and I almost got cast in it. And then they decided they were going to use the entire cast. <sighs> but you know. Listen, as somebody who believes that the people who originated the role should have an opportunity to make the film when yes, it's made, I totally. Was, I just, I was slightly devastated. Yeah, I can imagine for a couple weeks.
0: Um, because that was a big part of your life here on the West Coast, and then then on Broadway. Plus, it
1: was life changing. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the people who I did that show with are still in my life. I'm I'm spending a week of vac. I just spent a week, two weeks in Puerto Vallarta with Michael McElroy, who played my Collins, and I'm, we're we're going to be in. Fire Island uh, before the summer starts. Oh my God! Fire Island just ran out of rooms everywhere. What do you said they're like, I'm going to Fire Island. I don't think anybody cares. Uh, um, but yeah, they're, they're you know, and Anthony and I have been friends for yeah. twenty years. I, they're very special to me. They changed my life.
0: Uh, and. I mean, people use iconic so freely nowadays. But Rent truly was iconic. It changed the way Broadway was done at that time. Just like Hare did, just like Jesus Christ Superstar, just um, like and Hamilton. Yeah, it's very much so. Um, and singing has has been such a big part of your life um, that you were able to uh, to, to mix that. Um, I remember when everybody was listening to Rent, the, the the cast recording. Yeah. Every drama club, every every gay kid, everybody was just listening to it, over and over and over. I was one of them. Yeah. Um, so when you got the role and then they told you, you we were going to take the, the, the touring production that you were going to replace the original in on Broadway, how did you make Angel your own after listening to it by rote, after, after knowing that fans expect that, which yeah. you're probably experiencing with Star Trek, people grab onto an
1: idea of what they want? Yeah. Um, the, I, I was obsessed with that show. I was obsessed with Rent. And I also identified that as a role that I could do. Um, But the reason why I wanted to do it was because I saw, when I saw the show, um, I thought there there were elements of it that I could bring to it. Um, And uh, for instance, um, there's a, during Will I, um, there's a part of the show where you get a glimpse as to what Angel and Collins are going through when Angel gets sick. And I wanted to really fill that out um, because in the original they didn't really there, there wasn't a lot to it. Um, <clears throat> and Michael Greif and I really worked on um, creating a moment in there that showed how uh, devastating this disease was and the pain of, that, that it brought to that relationship. And it led really lovely into his death. Um, and for me, that show is a, you know, that show doesn't work unless you really miss Angel. I mean, that's the key to the show because yeah. the whole second act is about loss and about how you continue to live after someone you, li- you've lo- you love is lost. And um, so there were parts of it that I really wanted to make my own. Um, and I really wanted to bring um, a little more Latin flair to, um, to Today for You. And so in my head, I really pictured myself, an angel actually, uh, doing an, an homage in a way to Rita Moreno and the Cheetah mm-hmm. Rivera's. Um, and so I wanted to do that. Um, so, you know, I didn't want to do Wilson Heredia's version of it because Wilson Heredia was amazing at that version. Yeah. And I would have failed miserably at doing that. I wanted to do my version of it. And after I left the show, they set, they kept some of the elements of what I, I did to the show, uh, did with the role and... Um, and that to me is, you know, the highest of compliments.
0: Uh, and you know that West Side Story is is, is being done, and Rita Moreno's oh, gonna I mean, be in it, and she's yeah. one of the executive producers. Have you yeah, called her and been
1: like, hey, hey, girl? Yeah, because we're tight. No, um, I actually do. I have met her. Doesn't many Doesn't Hollywood think that all the Latinos like yeah. we all hang out? Well, we don't hang out, but I have. I've had many <laughs> encounters. I did. I did some a couple of benefits with Rita Moreno, and then she's a huge um, uh, supporter of GLAAD. She's yeah, come to course. the awards yes. a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. So, um, I love her to death. She's literally the reason why I am an actor. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: Uh, I went to see Cheetah Rivera and Kiss with the Spider Woman, and in the elevator,
1: Sorry,
0: no. uh, Rita Moreno was there, and she was this close because it was so packed tight. And I was like, I was like, I wonder if she's looking at this to do the movie
1: version. Ah,
0: Cheetah Rivera is not Rita. Neither one of them would have
1: done it. It would have been Vanessa Williams. Let's be honest. Yeah. with
0: no uh, vibrato, <laughs> <laughs> Miss No Vibrato of the Year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you better call Steven Spielberg and be like, "Hey, I need to be involved in the movie because they're casting right now." Yeah. <clears throat> okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm I was a little old for those kids, anyway. but
0: they're fleshing out new characters yeah. and they're really fleshing out the scene. Uh, Rita Reno's playing the owner. The doc, of, yeah, the yeah, doc. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, what was your favorite moment in in the show as Angel? If you could pinpoint one certain moment, and I'm sure your your fans and Rent heads will know exactly. Uh, just a moment that you.
1: Well, that was my fa- that that yeah. moment. You know, I, I know it's not a vocal moment. It's not even a dance moment, and it's it's small. But for me, um, that moment in Will I was was my favorite moment because it was the one moment where we really got to um, depict the the pain yeah. of what that disease was like. You know, and we're in a different place now with HIV and AIDS. And I think now when that you know there's a national tour now that's that's out and. Um, and, you know, even with the Fox Live um, version, I think what was important about that tour and what's important about that, that production, that live production, is that we get to talk to a whole other generation about what that was like. You know, the fact that we were going to funerals on a weekly basis, that there were people who lost their entire families because of the stigma and the shame involved. So um, it's a part of our history that we need to remind people about. And people are still living and dealing with this disease today. Um, in, in a different way, but, you know, it, it can still be a devastating disease and so if people, if you don't take your medication and you're not taking, your, it's taking care of yourself um, uh, physically and mentally, um, it can still be a devastating disease. So we need to remind people of that. So I, I think RENT it can, can be of service now.
0: Uh, very much so. You know, the generation that's listening and, and singing along uh, w- with the recordings, they, like you said, they, they haven't lost people themselves and they think, oh, prep is out there, so, so yeah. we're fine. It's like, no, that's, that's yeah. not. Yeah, you know,
1: now when they, when, they, when they rehearse the show before a production goes up, um, they, there's a whole, like, education that goes into telling the cast, you know, what it was like.
0: I would love for you to direct a production of Rent. I would
1: love very much to direct a production of Let's Rent. make
0: it happen, Hollywood. Um, now, uh, singing, were you professionally trained? You have a beautiful voice.
1: I was, yeah, still am. I still still go to my vocal teacher. Now, were you
0: trained as like a pop singer, or, like were you trained as a musical theater
1: singer? Musical theater. Hmm. I was in the show choir in high school. Oh, weren't we all? At Eisenhower High School, we were the Ike Singers. We were very very good. We were at the top of the list on the, in the state, um, and that's that was how I got into it. And then um, in college, I continued with yeah. musical theater, and um, and when I went after rent, I you know I had to really get it going.
0: Uh, let's do a little blast from the past. Uh, there's some, uh, s- some, some footage from you uh, in, oh in
1: Rent. Okay, for first of all, this is the B-roll, and it, this was like- I had to steal uh, it. Two months, two weeks before we even opened in La Jolla, so it was, a, it was rough. I, I actually, it, it's hard for me to watch, because I know what it became after this, well,
0: no, but but I love this because it is it's so fresh and it's such a different energy and take, and to see you like this yeah. is uh, very refreshing. And La Jolla Playhouse, by the way, does some of the best productions. Yeah. If you don't go to La Jolla, you should go get your season uh, passes. They do amazing,
1: and they're amazing, amazing to work. work for. We had an amazing. Time I've, I've heard
0: there. that yeah. from every actor. Uh, let's take a little uh, little blast from the past with oh Wilson my Cruz.
1: Look <laughs> how young that wig, that wig was like On a helmet. 23rd story, like Doma and Louise did huh. when they got the blue swan dove into the courtyard oh. of the great sea views. Today for you, tomorrow for me, today for you, I mean, tomorrow for me. There were so many moments that were filled in. Oh like yeah? I, I was literally, you know, because I look at that and I'm like, oh, so I was hitting my marks. But there was so much that was filled in by the, you know, by the time we opened, and even after you know, during the the run in La Jolla, that by the time we got to the Amundsen, it was a completely different performance.
0: Does that make your heart start beating fast? Because once the production starts and, like, you're on stage, it's like boom, boom, boom.
1: No, I watch that and I think about that young man and how determined he was to be in it. You know, they I auditioned for it twice before they even cast me. They They said no to me twice because... Once because I had, they, they thought I had too much of a big name. And then they cast Doogie Hauser, you know, Patrick Harris. And then they, they were like, okay, now we'll consider you. And when I finally got in front of Michael Greif, because I didn't even make it as far as Michael Greif the first time I went in, um, he was like, well, where have you, wh- why haven't I seen you before? And I was like, ask Bertie Telson. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, we had Tracy Toms on the show. Oh, and I she auditioned so for Joanne four times yes, she before she was even story. put into it. And then, of course, yeah. she was in movies. Yeah. Everything. Uh,
1: uh sh- sh- I mean, she's is. always been everything, but you know. Uh,
0: let's let's take a peek at some of your recent singing. Uh, this is you singing uh, a little version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Uh, Just absolutely beautiful. This was
1: um, a benefit for Orlando after the Pulse Massacre. Which I know is very close to you. Craig, oh, uh, can we take a little, little peek And this was a, a group,
0: or a, a, a local Orlando vocal group. Singing in English and Spanish, which I love. Like
1: butter. Oh. Okay,
0: that's that's just a, a, a little pig. You know and I, I'm not racist or whatever, but some cultures can just have this velvety smoothness to their voice and crystal clear, uh, it's beautiful. When I sing, I, I, I end with Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's one and of my favorite songs. Mine too, well, for, for many different reasons, because right. I'm gay, um, but also it's a beautiful song and the message is just amazing. Um, uh, and we don't we don't have to talk about this uh, a, a lot, but I know uh, the Orlando shooting was very very close. Uh, it it hit you
1: literally um, in in your own uh, home, mm-hmm. s- so to speak. Yeah, my, uh, I mean I, I don't know how to, she was my she's my aunt, but she was more like my my cousin because we were very close in age. Yeah. Um, she's my step aunt. So um, yes, she uh, Brenda was at Pulse with her son, who's openly gay, and his partner at the time, um, and she died. She was killed protecting her son from um, the shooter. I can't imagine, especially you working so
0: hard for LGBT uh, uh, equal rights and, and visibility for,
1: th- for this to have occurred. Um, I mean, you know, look. It, it, the gun violence in this country is ridiculous and the fact that we continue to have this conversation over and over after every massacre um, and yet nothing gets done um, even even the smallest things that we can do um, so it's a, it's frustr it's more than anything it's frustrating and every time there's another shooting I just it all comes back um, and I don't know you know and in, in this political climate that we're in its I, I don't see it changing so You know, I keep hope alive that, you know, in the very near future, we can um, make adjustments to our gun laws.
0: Well, and talk about glad and the good work that they've done right after the shooting. They were there, um, and you've you've talked about this on stage, actually. um, You know, helping out, setting the record straight, making sure the media knew exactly what to talk about and how to talk about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it felt very targeted. You know, Uh, it didn't feel random, especially when you got to know more about who this person was. Um, and that just made it all the more painful
0: being an advocate so involved in social politics uh, fighting for equality like we said in representation and entertainment playing some very important roles in some very heavy shows. Um, comedy is not something you do quite often. You have this v- image in the community, uh, almost like a weight on your shoulders, and of course, you get a lot of uh, attention because of your appearance and, and your muscles because you work out. Um, there's this image of you, and you know, you, you're, you're, you're the good guy, you're the go-getter, you're, you're, you're fighting for, for, for equality. It's really serious.
1: Uh, it, I mean, I feel like I've done a lot of comedy now that you've said that. I feel like, I've, you know, Red Band Society, I was the comic relief. And, you know, I did, a, I did, some, anyway, sorry. Okay, your
0: IMDb is this and your comedy is like this. Is I'm it? just saying okay, that. Or,
1: this. or that's what we,
0: I, I guess what weighs heavier in our memory yeah, is, right. is some of it. And, and the roles that, that get talked about a, a lot that, that you do. Fair enough. Um, and so you have this image out. And I, I know I, people were very excited you were coming on the show today uh, for so many different reasons. But can you ever like go out and be in a bad mood? You can't really, you have so much of your image that you have to represent. You can't have a bad day. Uh, you can't oh. really go out and party and like dance on a table. You can't get crazy. Greater, can because you? I
1: have. Okay, <laughs>
0: but, but tell me about that, that that dichotomy and how careful you have to be and like, well, I'm Wilson Cruz and people um, are, are, look, are watching.
1: I mean, uh, let's be let's be real. Okay, right? let's, be real. let's be Very real. That I've had have had a long career. I've been around for twenty five years, yeah. and a lot of that, some of that was high profile, and then there was a portion of my career that was not so high profile, and I you know was working really hard at getting a job, um, and uh, during those times you know I you know I I, I wasn't thinking about it so much, um, but. Um, I don't think about my, I, you know, when I'm out with my friends or I'm, I'm out, I don't think about it that much. And I don't really change uh, what I do or, or anything um, when I think about it. Um, but, you know, I had, you know, I, I was in New York during um, Rent for two years. And, you know, on Sunday nights, I visited the Roxy with my friends and we had a very good time un- until the wee hours of Monday mm-hmm. morning, so. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I've, I've, you know, been a saint. Okay, well that's good to know because- I've lived my life. I don't feel like I missed out on anything. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. That's the truth.
0: Because like the minute that you go out in public and you're in a bad mood or you tell a fan, no, I don't, I don't wanna take a picture, like it's gonna be everywhere.
1: It's like, oh, Wilson Cruz is not the good guy. Well, I, I, I've never not taken a photo with anybody.
0: That's true, because at the chapel it's like, <laughs> can we do this? And you're like, oh yes, nobody's ever asked me to do that. <laughs> I'm just teasing, you
1: were so sweet, because you always are. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, I, I, I have been afforded these opportunities because people have, you know, have taken to my work. And so I, I know very well who butters my bread, and that is the audience and this community that has held me up all of these 25 years. So um, I have them to thank for it, and if they want a photo or an autograph or whatever, that's the very least I can do. Okay, we're going to take plenty of photos after the show, (laughs) by the
0: way. uh, Some people have started calling you a sexy daddy on social media. That's
1: new, by the way, the daddy thing. Isn't that crazy? Yes. It's like, God, if you're not in high school, you're a daddy. (laughs) Yes, Um, literally, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) There was no in between.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Um, But you don't seem very phased by the idea of aging. Uh, You know, we we see some salt and pepper hair, uh, and you don't seem like your face hasn't totally been redone like some people in the business, um, <laughs> <laughs> how, how have you kind of said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a different age group now, in, in acting, and you just, you don't seem phased by it all, especially in the entertainment community, especially
1: in the LGBT entertainment. I mean, look, I'm, I, I'm, I'm dealing with it as it comes, as anybody else does, but uh, I want to age gracefully, and I, I, I like the way that I'm aging. Um, Also, everybody. By the way, (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I work really hard to stay fit, uh, um, and you know, I I feel like I feel like I I, once I did start aging and I did start getting some salt and pepper, I started to get more work. You know, there was a there were about ten years there where I I was too old for this and too young for that, and. you know, they wouldn't hire me for lawyers or doctors before because they were like, you don't even look like you've been out of high school yet. So, um, you know, and no one in my family is getting work, and they look pretty good, too. So I feel like those are my role models, my mom and my dad and my aunts who aren't getting Botox. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I think people... I I totally agree with you. Um, But also, I'm an actor, and I feel like... This is my this is my my canvas. It's a moneymaker. And if I can't move it or use it, you know, in order to display what's happening to me, then uh, that's that's gonna make my hard, my my job harder.
0: Uh, well black don't crack and brown don't frown is, is like my like we just age better. Sorry. There is that too. You know, we, there there, there you is know. that.
1: <laughs> would you ever do reality TV? I would not. Ever. No. I feel like I feel like uh, I'm pretty much an open book as it is. I'm sharing I share a lot of my experience in my life, and there's something there's some parts of my life that I want to keep to myself and I, I don't think reality TV allows for that. I, yeah. think, I think once you're on a reality show, you're okay with it all being out there. I'm okay with keeping some stuff to myself, like my family and my friends and you know, our my everyday life. Well,
0: I noticed because your Grinder profile, you don't have your your face. It's just it's just a torso shot. It's not true. I'm just I'm so teasing.
1: <laughs> <about that laughs> if you want to know the truth, I am on Grinder. Are you I'm serious? I'm a single man.
0: Okay, so what do you think about all the shaming? Mean, we know uh, Andy Cohen from, from
1: Bravo TV. Um, I have no shame about sex. See me neither. Why is I it also, such a big deal? I also don't hook up. Right? Like, I'm Grinder is just another way to meet people, and I'm not a Hey, come over and let, that's that's not how I use it.
0: Yeah, well, I don't want strangers in my house. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, There's,
1: I'm serious. No, it's about like, that. Ew. and also, I don't know you. Like, like that is the beginning of a horror film, right? Right. Like, you go to someone's house, and the people want for to talk, me, talk anyway. and like hang out and use the shower. No, this isn't I'm not a hotel. Get out. Right, and of course there are people who are like, well, that's not what Grinder is for. I was like, well, Grinder is what you want it to be for. Right. right. I'm a single guy. I'm ready to be in a relationship. I'm casting a wide net. You're going to get so many messages after this. <laughs> um, as long as they know that I'm not coming over, and they definitely coming to my house right away anyway.
0: Now, how do you deal with that? Being high profile, um, Star Trek has just introduced you to a whole different, um, number one, generation and a whole different uh, niche group of entertainment. How hard is it to, to carry on friendships, number one? We all have our friends that have been with us, whether yeah. we're famous at the time or we're having a slow period. Um, but even dating, when, when people put you like, oh, you know, he's famous, but, is, is it hard for you to, to date?
1: Um, it's not the show or the fame that makes it hard to date, it's the, the time. Like, yeah. I don't have a lot of time. And um, I'm, nowadays I'm splitting my time between LA and Toronto. Um, and so, you know, who's going to put up with that? Like, oh, it was very nice to meet you. Thanks for this great dinner. I'm going to go to Toronto now for seven months. I'll yeah. see you later. Yeah. Um, or
0: even if you got into a relationship,
1: I'm going to be gone for seven months, and I'm going to be a good boy, hope you're a good boy, and we're not going mean, to... I mean, people fork it out, right? So I am open to that. I'm not saying that it's not a possibility, and I am actively dating, as you say. Um, but it's, it's also not my priority at the moment. Like if someone showed up and they were the right person, I, we would find a way to make it work, I hope. And I think that that's the best way to do it. When you're actively searching and searching or... I'm making myself
0: available. Right? But you're also making yourself a priority, which yes. makes you a better candidate you to know, date Because anyway.
1: let's be honest, I, you know, how, how long am I gonna be allowed to do this? These are, these are my prime years. I wanna work as much as possible. I love what I do. Um, I'm an artist. And I want to. I want to create um, while I'm allowed to do it. Who knows how long? I'm not taking it for granted. You know. on, you've got plenty of time. Star we'll Trek see. Discovery, season twenty. <laughs> uh, do you still play the saxophone? I don't own one anymore. Oh, I wish don't. I did. I. I mean, if I had one, I just. Again, it hasn't been a priority. Oh. I would love to, though. I think I, sh- I want to revisit I've been thinking about it lately. I think
0: as part of the rehabilitation for, for, for The Good Doctor, because he's kind of out of it, um, I, I think it should be musical. It should be like an instrument that... And then it turns out to be an alien tries to kill the ship. <laughs> <laughs> You guys at Discovery have done such a disservice. I don't trust anybody who's new. I'm like, oh, mm-mm. they're not for real. They're <laughs> a bad guy. When
1: Rebecca Romaine came on, at the you, end were, of, you were suspicious. Yeah, I was like, mm mm. like, well, oh, she did she's such a great a job, character like, that we 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 see in years later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, number one, I,
0: I loved seeing her. I used to I be, didn't get
1: to work with her, but she's lovely, I, really. Lovely. I worked with looked, her husband Jerry O'Connell because um, he directed an episode of mistresses that I did, but we've known yeah. each other well, and so I've gotten to know her They're such an that. amazing couple, by they the way. Are th- and they're, very so, they're so funny, and they're yeah. very much in love. Yeah, so yeah, cute. yeah. Uh, and they're also fans of RuPaul. They can probably... Uh, you know, they can put in a good word. Yeah,
0: they, yeah. they can. Um, I'm Catholic as well, or was raised Catholic mm-hmm. for such a big part of my life. I was a cantor at three different churches for over oh, 13 wow. years. Um, I traveled to Israel as part of a Catholic church group. Um, but it's also a big part of of sexuality and the LGBT community, I know it's been a, a sore spot, and I know that that you uh, had uh, a great relationship with Catholicism. Um, how did you come to terms with your faith and sexuality? Uh, well,
1: I, I wouldn't say that I had a good relationship with. Catholicism. No, I, I mean, I, I would say that I had a re- I right, had a relationship right, right. with Catholicism in the sense that, you know, I was um, I had a communion and I, I was never confirmed. Oh, really? No, um, and, I, and I was communed late. I, I got my commune when I was 16, because we moved around so much. You um, missed out on all that free wine? Are you are you crazy? <laughs> I was like second grade, I'm back for more. But you know, I also grew up in one of those ho- homes that we went. We would go for a while, and then we would just we would, uh, okay. we would go, and then we would go back. Um, and there were a few years where, where my grandmother lived with us um, when she was a little older, and um, or she, yeah, and so that's when we were like, okay, I guess we're going to church now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did love, I did love the pageantry of it. Yes. You know, the, the spectacle well, of it. hello. <laughs> yeah, but I also loved the, you know, the thing about Catholicism is that it's very quiet. You know, it's a very quiet service. Yes. There are lots of moments of self-introspection. Um, and I thought that was valuable. And even at that age, I, I learned that, you know, it was almost meditative. And I still meditate. Um, I meditate more now. So I think that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't consider myself a Catholic anymore. I'm not, I, I don't have a, a religious affiliation. Um, but I very much believe in a higher power. Um, I just would rather not have it defined by someone else. I'd rather define that relationship for myself
0: which I think is the best kind of way to uh, look at it. I think if I had kids, though, I would raise them as Catholic yeah. because it, it did give structure. Um, hmm, that's interesting. We, we know the Pope is, is doing good stuff, I think. Um, do you want to have kids?
1: I love the idea of kids. Yeah. I don't know how responsible it would be of me to have one, um, especially since I'm single, right? and. Like I said earlier, I'm traveling so much for work. Right. So would I be doing it for me or would I be doing it because I wanted to, right. for them, right? Um, but I'm a great uncle. My brother just had a baby um, with his partner, um, four-month-old. and um, Your brother's gay, too? My brother is also gay. My What's youngest, his phone number? My youngest brother, he's married. Uh, What's happening. his phone number? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my, my, I have another brother who's, you know, in between us, also younger. I'm the, the You're oldest. the oldest, yeah. I'm the oldest of three. Um, and he has two kids. Um, and my cousin Tamika, who lives out here in California, um, who's might as well be my sister because we kind of all grew up together. You know how the whole thing is. Like yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and she has a, a daughter and a son. Um, and i I'm, so I'm, I'm Uncle Wilson. So that's
0: enough. I, I think like that's. And, you the know what's kind great is you
1: know they start crying or acting up. You're out. And I'm like, oh, here's your yeah. child. <laughs> <laughs> like bye. <laughs> i to Toronto. I can't get far enough away from these people. <laughs> I, but I was there. I was with my family this weekend, and I got to bit, spend time with those kids too. So it was. What, my 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 cousin's daughter is um, a teenager now, and so that's an interesting experience, yeah. isn't it?
0: Whole conversation has changed. Like, if, if
1: you ever wanted to have children, spend some time with a teenager. <laughs> It'll make you think twice. She's, I mean, she's going to be a lovely human being <laughs> eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a little bit more rapid fire. What is your biggest pet peeve?
0: Uh, tardiness. Oh, that's good to know. All those that want to go on a date with Wilson Cruz do
1: not be tardy to the party. My friends will tell you I have a thing about it. Because yeah. I'm always on time. I make a, I make In LA, sure, are you crazy? I make sure I'm on time. And I make an effort to it. And, and so I take it personally um, when, when people are very late. We always had a
0: thing that if you're uh, more than 15 minutes late, you have to pay for the bill for whatever plans you have, whether it's dinner, oh. drinks, or movies, or whatever. You're late, you, you pay. Uh, after a day of filming, a long day of filming, uh, what is your like, personal ritual? And I don't mean like, I take a shower, or whatever, but like, what is your personal ritual that, that you do?
1: Mm, I, mean, I mean, if it's a late night, if it's a Friday as we call it, that goes into like yeah. three or four in the morning, which happens a lot, which happens every week on Star Trek. I just go straight to sleep and sleep through Saturday sometimes. But um, you know, I don't drink. Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest. Have Uh, Have you ever drank? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay. I stopped drinking uh, in June of 2016. Um, But I do smoke pot. Yeah. And so I you know, I I like to get my vapor and, and edible and then chill out. We're being r- r- honest. Relax. You know, yes. Don't look at me like that. It's illegal. no. Hello, everybody. I've had <laughs> I have had people do it here, by the way. No, I'm not doing it. here, But you know that it you know it, it kind of you know it's a it's it's a it's a high pressure, high energy um, show to be on, of right? Course. There's a lot going on, and so you know it can be very emotional, especially this season. There was a lot for me to do, and it was a lot of it was really dark, as we'll see on Thursday. Um, and so we've well, already seen. So, you know, it was it was it was very helpful for me to like disengage in some in, in a lot of ways. Well, and your character helped me sleep because you know you work that late, and then you're it's a performance. Yeah, Yeah. and then
0: you're thinking about the next day. I I can't even imagine. Uh, And this season, you don't have the structure like first season. Your character had such structure, even the way you were dressed with the uniform and all that. And I know we just briefly uh, got to see you again, and what I saw was like, girl, we we need to take you to the like the starship
1: salon real fast. (laughs) And we got to see a little booty, by the way. We did. I, I was like, oh. Yeah. Do you know how many people freeze-frame their teeth? I don't want to think about that. Yeah. Although I did think about it when we were shooting it, but I don't think. It. But um but I I've been back since then and he, you know, he got a clean shave. No, he looks haircut. good. Yeah. And this this week uh this Thursday um he looks even better.
0: Okay. Well, I mean it's a whole new DNA body. It's fresh, no scars, no nothing. I, I Although scars really, are
1: sexy. I think it's re- right. Well, I think it's really funny that people are like, "Oh, you worked out on the mycelial network." I'm like, "No, you just didn't see it last season." I mean, it was all under there. It's just I, wasn't I did get
0: that comment, like, oh, tell me, uh, wh- oh, and what is your workout regimen? Because like, I, I got this question many times. You do seem, I don't know if the uniforms are tighter. <laughs> Everybody's uniforms <laughs> no, are, are... tighter. I'm like, are there no
1: Husky people in space anymore? I mean, there's, we, we have very different sizes. You, and not, every, not everybody in the cast is...
0: Right, but even like what's considered Husky is, is not Husky. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: um, what is my workout regimen? Uh, you know, I'll, I'm going to preface this by saying that you know, like you like you said earlier. When do I sleep? Mm-hmm. I, I you know I do sleep, but my my personal time is my time at the gym. Like that's the time when I I feel like I give myself. I'm being good to myself. Uh, so I work out every day except Sunday. Okay. Um, and I work out with a trainer two days a week. But um, yeah, and I take yoga um, on Sundays and and once during the week. So I uh, you know I'm just really mindful of my workout and it's I'm committed to it and also it's helped me stay physically active and young and
0: it's your form of meditation too by the way like you said it's it your is. it's one, one-on-one time yeah, yeah. Uh, okay uh, uh, guilty pleasure TV show oh um, <laughs>
1: <Uh-oh>. I just <laughs> answered this the other day and people were like really um, I have a thing for say yes to the dress <laughs>
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know that this is not the first time I've heard that? <laughs>
1: I don't know what it is. Wow. Like, I literally, like, it, what happened was I was doing Red Band Society. Yeah. And um, I got sick and I was living in a hotel room because I wasn't a serious regular, I was recurring. So I had to, I, they put me right. in the, at this Holiday Inn, the converted Holiday Inn into a W. But anyway, my point is I got into sick.
0: Into a W? It was a W From hotel. the Holiday Inn?
1: They went, yeah, it was not <laughs>
0: That is some refit going on. It was not
1: great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Reboots got wrong, (laughs) but um, but anyway, I got sick, and the only thing that was on was this marathon for Say Yes to the Dress, and I sat there and watched it. And it's not about the dress, right? It's like this whole it's the whole relationship with the the family and the. the, um, Do you cry? I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Say Yes to the Dress. Okay.
0: a date with you would be very interesting. We're gonna do yoga, say yes to the dress, and smoke a little. Uh, you Beyonce-
1: guilty pleasure. No, no, I love it, I love it, I love it.
0: Beyonce or Gaga? Beyonce. Ooh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, so That's we're gonna, a hard one, but if you're gonna make me pick. Uh, we're gonna take uh, a little diversion, and then uh, for Wilson Cruz fans, we're gonna be talking about My So-Called Life, we're gonna talk about Star Trek uh, in more depth, we're gonna t- talk about Party Monster, Party of Five. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, but I, um, I have a little surprise for you. Uh, Last year, I served as MC at Santa Ana College, which is the fourth oldest college in California, founded in 1950, uh, in 1915 in Santa Ana, which is uh, very, it's right in the pocket of minority, uh, yeah, um, for Dragucation, which was the first ever LGBT event for that student body that sold out their entire theater, which is a huge state-of-the-art theater, gay, straight, it didn't matter, the audience was packed. Uh, The evening was led by Lance Lockwood, who is the Chair of Communication Studies, who has created the Santa Ana College Safe Space at the College for Students uh, to have a place of welcoming on campus regardless of your sexuality or what you're going through. (coughs) This last year, Lance commissioned a mural on campus uh, because the majority of LGBTQ students Lance was teaching and meeting had no clue about our community's history. Using uh, the award-winning mural team uh, at Santa Ana College with funds provided by the Division of Fine and Performing Arts, uh, he is creating a collection faces of LGBTQ influencers, past and present, including Harvey Milk, Matthew Shepard, Laverne Cox, Devine, Anderson Cooper, RuPaul, and many, many more. And I'm happy to share this this letter I received with a little note. Um, You'll get the official letter. Kurt, are are you playing? Oh, yeah. So there's pictures of the mural, as you can see. Amazing work. I actually got to see it uh, up front. And you can see one of the students here working. Kurt, go ahead and play, play that next picture. Uh, the Department of Communication Studies, Santa Ana College Safe P- Space, and the Division of Fine and Performing Arts officially announced today that Wilson Cruz will be added to the wall of LGBTQ heroes. His unwavering love of his craft, his dedication to shedding a bright light on issues that demand our attention, to showing the youth of today that we all get better, deserves great recognition. As a voice for our generation, he was and still is front and center. With much pride, um, and you'll get this official, they actually started sketching your <laughs> picture. Um, this is
1: what you were talking about. I got it. I'm not going to cry. I am going to cry. Gonna um, it's, it's amazing because
0: the wall is, is so great. And you actually, you, you can see right here, uh, you're going next
1: to Ellen DeGeneres. Very cool. That's, um, first of all, that's the shirt I'm wearing right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys, that's amazing. Um, Don't swipe. I'm not. <laughs> um, that's really moving to me because I have such great admiration for all of the people that that are in that mural already, and to be counted among them is, it is a high honor.
0: Yeah, um, uh, you'll you'll have to tra- take a trip uh, to see it. It's it's really I amazing. Will take a trip. We'll bring a group. Huh? Huh? We'll bring a camera. Group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's amazing. And the way that this project, because the students that are working on it are are not uh, just from the LGBT community. It's the art. The whole school has literally gotten involved um, in this, and so it's it's. Well, thank you. It's, it's really, it's really moving. So we're very happy to have you there. Um, okay, I want to uh, start where it all started from. Kurt, can you play a little scene from my so-called life?
1: This is like, this is your life. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Celebrating <laughs> you guys
0: 25 years, oh my god.
1: Oh, I love this scene. <sighs> I feel so stupid. My entire relationship with Jordan Catalano, every minute of it, has completely sucked. And now it's over. Just had sex with him. Why not? It would have been so simple. But maybe it shouldn't be. So simple. I mean, not that i kn- i know what I'm talking about or anything. Because I've never, you know, experienced this or what have you. I'll pat my faces. But even if I did meet Girl. the perfect person, I just think it should be like a miracle. Like. Seeing a comet, or just feeling like you're seeing one. Seeing the other person's perfectness, or something. And if you do it before you're even ready, how are you gonna see all that?
0: Hmm. Okay, so there's just... Not that I would like know or anything. Oh, and then the, 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 the <laughs> toilet flush. Okay. It <laughs> um, it's, it's so funny because you say, oh, look how chubby!" I look. Number one, you look so young. And you were, I what, uh, a sophomore
1: in college? College. Well, yeah, I was uh, at that point because when we did the pilot, I was nineteen. By the time we did the series, I was twenty.
0: That's that's so crazy. Yeah, um, hard hard to think. And that look that Claire Danes was giving you, and she's like, "Why didn't I get this monologue? <laughs> that's what was going <laughs> she on had plenty with her. To uh, do. No, I'm I really
1: grateful not to have to learn it.
0: <laughs> um, I went to revisit the show because I, I wanted to re-experience and especially focus on on your performance. Um, so I watched a couple episodes. And then I ended up watching the whole season over the course of like uh, two and a half days because I forgot how entrancing that was and how ahead of its time it was. Uh, The show was very monumental for you. You made the decision to come out before the show uh, or you, you decided to come out if the show got picked up, yeah. uh, which it did. Uh, you came out on Christmas Eve like every good gay boy. <laughs> unless you're Jewish, so then it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> I came out on Thanksgiving, by the way. Did you? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and then as a as the story that you've been very public, uh, you were actually kicked out by your family. But the show caused, so to speak, you getting kicked out, but it also saved your family relationship. Um, talk about... That and your relationship with with your dad and with with your family uh, as a whole because of this show.
1: Yeah. Well, first I want to say one thing about that scene um, and the brilliant Winnie Holzman. You know, uh,
0: who wrote uh, Wicked, the, you know, the musical? By the way, wrote the book for it. You
1: know, um, it was really controversial, and you know, a lot of um, it was really that that character was controversial, yeah. I should say, and because um, he was a first, and there was a lot of um, there were a lot of people talking about the fact that you know that this kid, how does he know what he is, and, you know, he's a... The parents even say right. that. Right. And what Winnie did was she made this controversial person who people were judging, you know, and, um, you know, saying really terrible things about his sexuality and how he was sinful and all this stuff. Um, he ma- She made him the most um, spiritual person mm-hmm. on the show, and she made him the moral compass. And so... For him to talk about what sex should be like um, I thought was really, was a big risk, um, but also said a lot to the audience about who this person was. Um, In terms of my family, um, yeah, I've talked about it a lot and, you know, the thing that I want to focus on and that's most important to me is that I'm the most proud of is the journey my father has been on. Yes, Because I think it's the most um, informative for people and the most hopeful. My father, you know, grew up in Puerto Rico. He grew up with very specific ideas of gender roles and sexuality. And growing up, I would ne- I could never even imagine that he would be the person he is today. So you know, to the point where I I created, I, I taught myself how to do everything. I, from the moment I owned the fact that I was gay, I prepared myself for the fact that I wasn't gonna have any parents. I remember that. That's I remember thinking, you know, they're, they're gonna disown me, yeah. you know, once I tell them, so I should prepare for the fact that I'm not gonna have a relationship with them. Because
0: that's what parents. was happening and that's what...
1: Yeah, and so when he, when we, when I did finally come out to them, uh, to him specifically, um, and he did kick me out. Um, it wasn't a big shock, right? What was shocking was the fact that a year later when the, when the episode in which Ricky gets kicked out of his house airs, um, while the, while the, closing credits are rolling, my phone rings and it's my father. And I didn't know that he had been watching the show at all, because we hadn't spoken in a year. Um, and he said, you know, we should, we need to, t- we should, we should talk. And, um, and, you know, it wasn't, an easy, it wasn't an easy conversation to have, but the thing to take away from it that I like to share with people is I had an uh, awkward, but necessarily honest conversation with my father. And it has been the basis of our relationship that still exists today. And, um, and he's not perfect. Like, you know, even a couple of years later when my youngest brother came out, that didn't go well either. Not to the same extent. Not much better, but not to the same extent. Um, But who he is today is pretty phenomenal. Um, And that's the part that I like to concentrate on. I really love that and I love what you
0: said is that it it was a journey and so we shouldn't be afraid to have this conversation if you need to have it. I get emails from youth from cities that I've never even heard of that are like, you know, they're so hungry for stories like this that you know, it, just have these conversations and it's going to take time. It's not a, a magical thing that happens. I was blessed fortunately uh, with such an amazing coming out experience. My mom took me to my first gay club in Laguna Beach and I was like, I don't want to go. She's like, we're going. It's amazing. Um, but not everybody has that benefit no. and so it's good to understand that you can he now, work on this.
1: He now calls me like when he sees something on, you know, the Spanish language news and he'll be like, you know, they'll, they'll cover some um, story that ha- that's LGBTQ related and He'll be like, Did you hear about this? Did you see this? And, you know, I would have never in a million years, I would have thought, I would have said you were crazy if you had said that my father would have progressed to that point.
0: Do you think you have a closer relationship because of your sexuality and what you went through?
1: Um, Yeah, I think I taught, I think my parents and I um, have had conversations about things that we probably wouldn't have talked about. Mm had not had we not been forced to be so transparent with each other but you know the other thing I should add is that my parents are only nineteen years older than me so we've always had a very parental slash sibling situation you know relationship Um, so we're very close um, especially now Um, and I was a bit of a third parent to my brothers um, because they my dad worked nights and my mom Worked really hard during the day and had a couple of jobs, and so um, as the oldest, I had to which is pick also up a bit some very slack.
0: cultural. That's that's what you do. Yeah. Um, so then that must have been a pretty lonely experience, my so-called life, to go through. You know, you have the excitement of having an audition for network show. You're put on the show. It was
1: the first pilot I ever auditioned
0: for. That's crazy. Um, it was. It, and it, you were open. It was. You were making TV history. You're making yeah, LWT history. Yeah, but I mean, I knew
1: that it was. I knew that it was the first gay teenager on TV. I didn't know that it was the first openly gay actor playing an openly gay role. I had no, that. I didn't even learn that until about a year or two ago when I was working on this documentary that I'm producing, and our producers were like, "Are you aware of this?" And I was like, "Actually, I was not." Um, but I don't. I wouldn't say it was lonely. I mean, I was I was 19, 20 years old, and I was living my dream, right? Like I was. I thought it was going to take a decade to to get to the point where I was on a TV show. I, I had no clue, right? Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. I had a different experience than the other kids on the show yeah. in the sense that um, when, when we would go out as a group, because we were re- really close, when we would go out together, um, kids would come up to them and say how much they related to their character and how much their character meant to them. And at the time, I was really... It was really disconcerting to me that nobody was coming up to me and I just thought that you know nobody liked my character and I took it personally. What happened was uh, a few years later, 5 or 6 years later, when I started going out to the clubs and the kids who were watching the show who were 15, 16 year, years old were now legal. Were at these places. That's when I when I heard from them. I wasn't hearing from them at the time because they couldn't admit that they recognized themselves in, in that character or in me, and so it took a few years for me to hear it. Um, so that part of it was, was lonely, if you, if you will, but um, it, it was also, the, it's a, I also feel like I had the most rewarding um, experience.
0: Well, and to this day, people still uh, talk about it, and it's on Netflix. You can binge watch it, like I did. But it's it's still an experience that people still talk about, and it is And It was on for one season. Do you remember when you found out it wasn't
1: going to be uh, re- well, re- renewed? We were we were canceled. Not? I wouldn't say we were canceled. We had four rap parties because <laughs> we we did we we got it because we we got short orders. I think mm-hmm. it was four rap parties. We got we did the pilot and the pilot wasn't, wasn't picked up, so we had a rap party. It was picked up a year later, and we got picked up for nine episodes, I think. Oh no, eight episodes. And then we got picked up for, and so we had a rap party, we said goodbye there. And then we got picked up for four, <laughs> right? I think, and then there was, and then, oh no, no, no. and then we got, no, we got picked up for five. So there were three rap parties, so we said goodbye. We prepared, we, we had a lot of practice for the cancellation. Um, but we were devastated and it was really hard emotionally because even after we were cancelled then a few months later we were hearing that there were rumblings that they were going to bring us back and then that fell through and so there was all of this back and forth. And then there was official cancellation and MTV picked up the show and aired it literally on a loop for like a year or two and that's when people actually caught it because and this is no—I mean, no disrespect to anybody at ABC, but they didn't know how to sell it. Yeah, you know, it was the—it fir- was ahead of its time. Yeah, it was That's before it,
0: social media. Social media would have saved that show media, in two seconds. It
1: was, it was, it was the—it was a show that was taking teenagers seriously. It wasn't talking down to them. It wasn't um, grease. It wasn't 90210. It was real. 100. It was yeah. taking teenagers and their lives seriously, and so they didn't know how to market that at the time. Meanwhile, five or six years later, you have Dawson's Creek Mm -hmm. and One Tree Hill or all these other shows that were doing it, but enough time had passed and then you had social media and so it was a different experience for them. But um, it was bittersweet because we finally got, the the show got the attention that it deserved, but we were done.
0: Uh, And some little known facts, Alicia Silverstone was the first choice uh, before Claire Danes, uh, but then they thought that she was too pretty.
1: I don't know that she was the first choice. I think it came down to the two of them and they decided that at that they used that language when they said it, oh, I don't know. Okay.
0: Um, also, <laughs> uh, when you guys took the cast photo, uh, you were actually erased uh, when the photo was released for the Fall TV preview, uh, for all the photos that were used, TV Guide, whatnot. Yeah,
1: I said nothing at the time. I didn't have a great publicist like I do now. Who oh, girl. <laughs> Lord help us if
0: that were to happen now. She'd be like, Star Trek is over. <laughs> I'm getting a seance for calling Gene Roddenberry up. Like, this is not going to happen. Like, that's what she um, would do.
1: But I did recognize it in the moment. That
0: but, I, but as a youth, like, that's huge. That's, uh, that's such an emotional uh, slap in the face. And,
1: yeah. and I never talked about it until just last year when, oh, really? um, when I came upon the photo. Someone had sent me the photo. Um, and I remembered how I felt when I first saw it. And, I, and that's when I talked about it for the first time. I, I can't
0: imagine. We know this industry is cruel, but then you have all of this uh, happening. Oh, God, what's uh, happening? I'm afraid. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, a little bit more rapid fire. And, uh, yeah. All of our Star Trek Bring fans, it. we're going to be Bring talking it. about Star Trek. Um, you have to do a road trip with any character
1: you've played from the past. Which one is it and why? Ricky Vasquez. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he'd be the most fun. I'd wait till he was 21, though. And he'd make his own clothes, you know, yes. to make me something cute to wear, too. And can, like, do, do your makeup. Right. <laughs> that hair, girl. <laughs> uh, guilty pleasure food. Uh, do, do, mac do, and cheese. Oh, really? Yeah, it's my favorite food. I can't be in the same room with it because I would literally eat the whole thing. People that want to date Wilson Cruz, they're, they're, they're like making a list of this. Don't bring it to me now, though. Yeah. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> now, do you afford yourself cheap days yes. or just cheap meals? Yes, Sunday. I can eat anything I want on Sunday. So, Sunday's like so a good I day with like yoga,
0: you smoke out a little bit. I don't work
1: out on Sunday. I eat whatever I want. And so that way during the week, I don't feel like I'm, yeah, you know, okay. I'm cheating myself because I know Sunday's coming.
0: Strangest habit or hobby you have
1: that would surprise us? Strangest habit or hobby?
0: Yeah, like some people like don't know. Like, I crochet at midnight. Or do you have a habit? I'm trying to think.
1: I mean, I'm a big reader, but that's not strange. No. Uh, I don't, I can't, I don't, no? nothing's okay. coming to mind. Uh, worst date? Hobby. Worst date? Mm-hmm. What do you mean, like that I've had or worst date that...
0: Yeah, like worst date that you've had, you're like, oh God, this
1: was, this stands out as the worst date. I mean, I did go on a date once that sounded just like the last 10 seconds where they were, like we said, he said absolutely nothing to me. (laughs) Do you think he was intimidated or he was just boring? I think he was just boring. Oh God. And I was like, you know, he's like pulling teeth, like so, what do you, what do you, but you do for fun.
0: <laughs> but it must be funny because you also don't want to sit and talk about your career like, like we are now. You know what I mean? But he
1: wasn't, I mean there was nothing. Like he wasn't offering anything and he wasn't asking me anything. And <laughs> I was just like, why are we here?
0: Dump him, dump him. Uh, real fast, before Star Trek you guys, we have to talk about Party Monster. Like I said, it's in my top 10 movies of all time. Uh, along with Frida, Requiem for a Dream, mm-hmm. The Women, all about Eve. Uh, a different kind of angel for you. It. Such an interesting cast. Macaulay Culkin, Chloe Sevigny, uh, Seth Green, Marilyn Manson, Natasha Leone. Um, did you know the re- real Michael Alex story before you? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, because um, yeah. I had gone to those clubs you know, as a kid, and I was fascinated with, and I remember seeing them on talk shows like yeah, Donahue, the Harado Rivera the show, Rivera yeah, Jenny that. Jones. So I remember it, um, and I'd been to the Tunnel and all those clubs when I was <sighs> That's crazy to me. But I, I didn't know those people personally, obviously, But um, and I had heard the story because the story was legendary yeah. when it happened. Uh, yeah. How did you prepare for that role? Um, Well, we didn't have contact with the family. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I, you know, the thing about that story, I I guess I can talk about it now, is that uh, when I read the script, I liked the script, but I also thought, "This this should be this man's story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we're, we're, this, this movie, is, it was great and it was fun. Um, but so much of that script was about how outrageous they all were. But in the end, the, for me, as the actor playing that, that role, um, it, that movie was about a young man who just wanted to feel like he belonged somewhere so desperately that he was willing to even sell drugs, right? Um, and do whatever, it, whatever he had to do to take. Uh, whatever, it t- whatever it was going to take in order to just be a part of those kids, those people. Um, and that's, an, that's a, an emotion and a feeling that I could access really easily um, because I felt like an outsider so much of yeah. my childhood. Um, so I just, I meditated a lot on that. On that. Um, but I also, in my head, in my brain, and I do this a lot, is... Um, I create an entire other movie <laughs> in my head. And so in my, in, in my experience, that movie was, you know, the central character in that movie was Angel. Um, so I filled it out. Like, you know, I had a whole relationship with my brother that, that we just mentioned in that, in that movie. There's like, he's mentioned like once. Um, there, was a, there was a whole backstory. So because I felt like he wasn't filled out very much in the film, in the script. So I had to fill him out for myself and I think that's why um, he ended up being so um, I, 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 I feel like that's why people could they latched onto him so much in that movie because I filled him out a bit more than the script did.
0: And I have to say, that's a 1,000% true with somebody that's seen the movie over and over. And I felt like your character, because it's like, I wanted to hang out with the cool gay kids. I wanted to hang out with the cool drama kids, but I didn't fit any box yeah. at all. And the things that Angel in Party Monster was willing to do, and that he changed by it too. Mm-hmm. His ego got elevated. Who he was got elevated in. was this false that became his undoing. It was such, that was a bigger drama and tragedy to me than, than Michael um, or yeah. any of the other storylines. He- like, it was... And in watching the movie, like you said, it sets it up to be some like fun big party, which I loved the movie for that. And it was like this big blow—well, <laughs> no pun intended—over the head. The and I th- wish it would have been more.
1: Yeah. And the the other thing that that I insisted on, um, I remember um, having this conversation with Randy and Fenton, is that I really, really needed his murder to be vicious. Yeah. I felt like. The only way that I, that, that I could justify being in that movie was if we really showed how heinous that act was. Because I, I think so much of the legend of that, of that story was about, you know, look how crazy these kids are and people lost the fact that somebody was brutally murdered and right. cut up in pieces and put in a box and sent down the river.
0: And then back to normal life,
1: right? Whatever. And the, so that was. I think, I think the movie successfully did that. I think there, I think the movie takes on um, a horror in that scene that I, I hate to say. I hate to use the word proud of, but I am proud of the fact that we at least um, were honest about that. And to me, it brought out the ugliness.
0: You know, uh, we're both in the West Hollywood circle, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that where it's pretty, pretty smoke and mirrors, but sometimes there can be a sadness and this gruesome ugliness to it mm-hmm. that can be horrifying that you can lose. I've lost many friends to, to the drug scene, to the nightlife scene, and it's, it's just sad. Kurt, can we play uh, the scene from Party Monster? Um, this is one of the lighter moments. Actually, this uh, Mar- Marilyn Manson, just hilarious, by the way. He was- uh, Fantastic, by oh. the way. Uh, let's take a little peek at uh, party hello, hello. 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 Huh?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, you? Well, what's your name? Uh, I'm Angel. So cute. Oh, where's your wings, Michael. Huh? Listen, can you help us get this door closed? I think you have to do it from the outside. Um, but but if I do that, then I won't I be able to I couldn't even come. grow if that. Give this now, that's all fake. You'll, you'll that's fake? <laughs> next time I'll make you VIP. Very,
0: very important person. Michael. So Come on now.
1: And there's that love affair you see in your After
0: face. Buying. Oh, please. Party in the truck. Okay.
1: Um <laughs> But even there, you know, he was he he was the guy who had to close the door. He yeah. wasn't even invited But, him but he was the okay party. with that. He was not
0: like F you, blah yeah. blah blah.
1: Well, because he got to do something, right?
0: Um but I, I saw that vulnerability uh in, in your face, and uh, like I said, it's it's one of my uh, Favorite all time movies. And Thank Macaulay Culkin was really trying to break his whole Home Alone mold. Uh, what was your first scene with him like?
1: That was it. Yeah. W- w- was it like rehearsal before? Or? Oh, no. By the way, that scene was like um, shot at the city, right behind the Citibank building, the parking lot of the Citibank building uh, in Jersey City. <laughs> and uh, it was f- freezing, freezing. Um, and it was crazy because we only ha- we only could be in that parking lot for like an hour, and, you know, I think we made that movie for $2, and the costumes would literally fall apart on people. Yeah. They were like, they would last for as long, sometimes not even, for as long as we needed them to last for like an hour or two to be photographed, and then they were gone. So people were like, you know, pe- costumes would come real though like for me. stitch them back up together yeah. or, you know, super glue them or whatever. So I, I remember... I was like what this movie's going to be terrible. I kept thinking to myself I was like Oh really? Well, just because it, I felt like it was just manic.
0: But but that's like the whole energy and the party kids didn't have money. Like they really didn't have no, money. They, no, they didn't. And so they were fashioning these and they would fall apart in the evening. That's what I thought was so real was that it wasn't a glossy version. It was pretty gritty.
1: It's pretty gritty. And you know, this was at the height of, you know, that that indie Yeah.
0: Oh you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. indie film especially um, when Chloe was hitting the scene hard sure. with her indie stuff. Um, one what, what of my favorite roles for you. And I, Natasha Lyonne
1: is in that movie. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody's, if everybody's seen Russian Doll, but Run. Charlie Bennett is unbelievable. In Wilson,
0: movie. I could only watch two episodes on that. I just couldn't. I, I just, I, I mm. no,
1: all right. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um,
0: I couldn't get into Umbrella Academy either. I haven't started that. Uh, don't bother. Okay, uh, real fast, uh, Party of Five. Was it hard coming to the show last season and melding with that cast? Uh...
1: No, I mean, yeah, it was weird, right? Like, because they had been together for years. Yeah, um, I had a little, you know, jealousy because they started the same season that my so-called yeah. life started, and they got to keep going, and mm-hmm. we didn't. Um, but the fact that I got to be on it was pretty amazing. And that, I got that job because I happened to be eating at Basics. <laughs> we love Basics. At the same time as one, of, as, as one of the writers. Um, uh, Alan Heinberg. Who went on to do Grey's Anatomy stuff, but anyway, so he was there. He saw me there, and like they offered me the role like out of nowhere. I had just finished Rent, as a matter of fact. And anyway, um, my favorite story about that is that some someone said that they replaced Jennifer because you know the reason why I came on was because Jennifer Love Hewitt. It was left, her last episode. Was your first? Yeah, e- episode. she left to go do her the the show that was the Ghost Whisperer. Ghost Whisper? Yeah, no, that was so, like no 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 no. It was a it was a. It, it, they took her character and made another show. Oh they of did it. the spin off. The spin-off, uh, what thank was it you. called? So I couldn't think of that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so they made a spin off of that show which didn't last, but they brought me on to replace her and so they said they replaced her breasts with mine. That was <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh your chesticles are, are very well defined.
1: Um but they were really lovely and I, I actually I loved working with Scott Wolf. I, I got to work with him a lot. Um he was really lovely to work with oh. and they see in there's Lacey fan fiction Schavern. about that too I'm just kidding. is
0: there <laughs> um but was it weird it was like okay I'm gonna be on the show a bunch of Caucasian people just like in my so-called life and then yeah. you come in you're the male nanny yeah did that ever come across your mind it's like well not only is it like Latinos like we can only be the help but also like gay I'm, I'm the male nanny and
1: did or were you just like really happy to be working yeah Yeah. I was um, no, I didn't, I, you know, there was a little bit of a Magic Negro situation with yeah. the show. I get that, you know, in hindsight. But, um, you know, I tried, we, I think they, they did a really good job of filling him out eventually. But at, for, I think you're right in the beginning. Yeah, the first few episodes, I like, oh, was okay. like, okay. Oh, right. Um, and I didn't, you know, I couldn't really say much because, you know, I didn't have any power. But, uh, you know, I, I will say this. Uh, There's been more than one or two times in my career where um, I've had to take a role that's not necessarily fleshed out or perfect and you know make it work and flesh him out for myself and do what I could with my performance in order to make up for what was lacking in the in the script.
0: And I'm very glad you said that you know uh, we have a lot of LGBT actors that come through and it's you know we of course are all fighting for equality and representation but sometimes you have to work, mm-hmm. and, and that's your craft. So um, I'm, I'm really glad that you said that. Um, okay, Star Trek fans, we're going to get to it. And I, just, I, I just have to preface this. I am the biggest Trekkie. Um, when I was in eighth grade, I wrote a parody uh, about Star Trek, and my mom had to sew eight Star Trek uniforms. I have a storage unit full of original memorabilia, uniforms, models, toys, everything. The, the novels that came out, I had them all. Wow. My mom would call me out. Uh, the nurse would come and say, oh, you have a family emergency, and I knew. Because this was when movies would only come out on the Friday morning was the first showing. none of these midnight showings, none of... Right. So all of the original Star Trek films, next generation films, I would know. I would be pulled out of school, and my mom would be there. We'd go have lunch, and we would go see I love the, that. the movie. Star Trek is such a part of my life. Um, and, you know, our On The Rocks fans know we've had the privilege, uh, we've had Walter Koenig on the show, we've had uh, Armin Shimmerman, we've had Tim Russ, um, now M- Mr. Wilson Cruz. Um, Star Trek is such a part of social history, as well as sci-fi history, as well as television history. Um, what was your relationship with Star Trek
1: before? I know Next Generation was, was yeah. your age range. Yeah, and, uh, and I loved it and I was obsessed with it. and um, had a crush on Riker. Um, Riker? Oh, is that your type? Well, I mean, he's like bearish. Oh, the early Riker. Early Riker, like no, no, he looks like a salmon. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) well, you know, Jonathan. Oh, oh, he directs you guys. Yeah, so he actually directed the episode in which my character got killed off in the first season, and he came back this season uh, as well. He's been a big. A big supporter of the show, he loves it. Um,
0: and for our listeners, uh, Jonathan Frakes played Riker. Um, he's a huge behind-the-camera uh, personality, really and a great big director. part of Discovery. Yeah. and he he gets it. And yeah. you had to put your trust in him for for that. And the
1: thing about that episode, big scene. The thing about that episode was, um, we got the script. The first season, it was crazy. We were getting scripts like two days before. And that specific, like a Ryan Murphy said, yeah, <laughs> that specific episode, we actually got that script. Uh, the night before, and I had for all- your death scene. The night before. Oh no, no no no! I shot. Are you ready for this? I shot all of my scenes for that episode the next day. Because I was working on Thirteen Reasons Why at the same time, so I had to get to Northern California, and so they were shooting me out. And you had all
0: that ling- uh, legal lingo in your head. The medical lingo. Oh,
1: legal lingo for that. and right. Medical lingo. In that. Yeah 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 yeah. So, um, and then a personality under all that. Right. Um, so anyway, so I I'd did, smoke I, too. I almost <laughs> lost. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I, the night before that, I, did not, I didn't sleep. I, I, I think I slept a couple hours and I went straight to set because I was, I was learning all of that. There was a lot to learn. Um, and then I got on the plane and I learned all of the court scenes because when I was doing 13 Reasons Why, they were block shooting. And so we yeah. would shoot two episodes at a time and they would do all, they would set the camera on one side of the set, and I would do all of my court scenes for two episodes on this side, and then they would turn around and they would do the other side. Anyway, um, and that's why I was in and a another relationship show. last year. Yeah, oh, yeah I, but, <laughs> I don't think anybody would have wanted to have be been next to you. But, <laughs> like, um, mm, you're on your own, girl. But he was really, really um, vital to me during the shooting of that because he was patient, <laughs> and, um, and we worked it out.
0: And talk about somebody that understands the nuances. Yes, of and he loves actors. the script. He
1: yes, lo- he loves actors.
0: Um, he also understands what fans want too, which yes. is so important. Um, when you first got the call, did you have to audition for Star Trek? I didn't. Oh God!
1: You're um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. First pilot. First pilot. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it not always like that, but I will say this: my audition for Star Trek was that I was in the series finale of Pushing Daisies. Yes. And they, it, that, epi- that episode was written by Aaron Harberts and Gretchen Berg. Um, and so they were the showrunners last year, and they were the people who hired me. So, you know, I, a, a lot of my, my work has it's, it's happened with People I've worked with um, who've brought me on to do other things.
0: Don't burn bridges on sets. I mean, listen,
1: yeah. I mean, the Red Band Society literally came because um, Margaret Nagel, who played our science teacher on My So-Called Life, she went on to write... Uh, and create Red Band Society and I came in I left I was leaving Glad. it was the first audition I had after I decided I was leaving Glad. it was a pilot it was a guest spot just in the pilot and she hired me and then expanded the role after uh, they got picked up so it's all this industry is all about relationships it's all about work ethic it's about you know getting to work knowing what you're doing staying out of the way making sure that when the camera rolls and it's on. It's on you that you are giving that performance at a level that will that will allow them to move on. Right. It's all. It's about time, especially on television. So, um, I've been very, very fortunate to work with people who have continued to bring me back.
0: Well, good people can feel good energy from
1: other good people, and I mean, I tell young actors this all the time, and I think it's worth repeating that. You know, yes, it's important to know what you're doing and to hone your craft, and that's. 75% of the job, but the other 25% is, are you the kind of person that people want to spend yes. 13 hours a day with? Yes,
0: for sure. Um, Kurt, can you play uh, a little scene, please? Uh, of course, this made history as the first featured gay couple in Star Trek, the first gay kiss uh, that we saw in Star Trek. Let's, let's take a little peek. God, those uniforms are tight. This was the, This was the second
1: kiss. First, oh. person, yeah. But yes. yes. I'm not going anywhere. Little does he know. I'm gonna stay right by your side. <laughs> uh, bye girl. <laughs> It'll be okay. And yes, this the uniforms were tighter this. So season. Tight. See? Ooh.
0: So I have to say, what I love about Star Trek Discovery, because being a big fan, and you've experienced this from fans, there's like, okay, show me what you got. It's not like, we want this to be great. It's like, you have to prove yourself, because you're now going to about year, decades of Star Trek lore. Um, I and love... Canon. Canon. Yes, excuse me, canon. It's <laughs> a word that I've learned. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's very... And what yeah. timeline uh, am I in? Right. Um... You guys do such a great job, and this is why the show is so important in the Star Trek culture. You do such a good job about bringing the character stories back to forefront. It's not all, you know, we're in the age of superhero films and, and Star Wars spin-off, of a spin-off. It's like, how big can this explosion be? How yeah. fake and how big can this CGI be? There's now back the humanity from sci-fi, which was so important to Gene Roddenberry. That we're seeing people who are living lives out in space, out in the middle of nowhere. And it's that sincerity, that reality, that camaraderie, which is what made the original Star Trek spawn into years and years of this. Well, my, my mom yeah. can tell you when Star Trek The Motion Picture came in 20 years after, or years after the original. Idea. Yeah. There were tears in everybody's eyes because they had known this crew, they've become. Uh,
1: such a part of right. people's lives, yeah.
0: And I think the whole cast of Discovery has done that, especially with you and, and Anthony. The chemistry is so palpable. Um, how did that chemistry get established so quickly?
1: With Anthony and I, or the whole crew? Both. Um, you know, when, I, when they first approached me about the show, the fir- one of the f- first things that Aaron and Gretchen said to me was, um, this yes, this is a sci-fi show, obviously, but it is a character-driven show. It's about interpersonal relationships and the discovery of the human experience, um, told through science fiction. And so, it has always been at the forefront of our minds that that is that's what we're that's the story we're telling, right? It's the story of the human condition. Um, and we, you know, the fact that we're in the future and that, you know, there's new technology and all of that, that's a, a, um, a tool, a device to tell that story and to allow people some distance, right, that will allow them to experience this and, um, in, a, in, 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 a, in a tangible way. Um, in terms of, so, so because of that, I think we all came to it with that in mind. And I think they hired people, who. I mean, I, 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 the best way to describe this is we've had guest stars on the show, who every everyone every guest star that we've had on the show is like this is the nicest cast I've ever worked with.
0: I've I've heard that. I've
1: I've and, heard that. And and that's not by accident. It's because we all of us came to this from other experiences, good and bad, and we want to create an atmosphere on set that allows. Everyone, crew or cast, to bring their best gifts, um, their best efforts uh, to the storytelling. Um, but we also have such admiration for each other outside, before we even knew each other, right? Like I had great admiration for Sonique, and for Anthony, and for Doug Jones, and for all of these people who I got to work with. Um, I mean, I came in for my first fitting when I got to Toronto. And this, this, the AD who took, me to, who took me to my fitting afterwards was like, um, do you want to go say hi to Sonequa on set? So I was like, oh, I don't want to bother her. And I literally stepped onto the set, and she just ran up to me and threw herself on me, and she was like, we're already family. And she sets the bar there.
0: Wow.
1: Um, but in terms of Anthony, you know, we had to create that relationship literally on the fly. Yeah. And, um, and thank God that we had... A twenty-year history to build upon it. Eight shows a week. Yeah, we did the show for a month together um, before he left to go do London. But we also had a friendship that came out of that because we were one, we were two out of a handful of openly gay actors in the late '90s, um, and so we could talk to each other about what that experience is like, and we had. Oh, so oh, so um, cur- cur- so our relationship. Uh, was created out of that mutual admiration and respect that we have for each other. And, and those characters <clears throat> um, feel that way about each other. I think, that's why, I think that's why they love each other. I think they both um, recognize each other's genius. And you, you feel that leap
0: off the screen, and I think that's what uh, has made this so successful, season three. Season two. No, no it was announced that season three oh, is. Right. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I sorry. <laughs> Season five, just put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On set, you guys have to appreciate the timeline that you guys are in. And what kind of discussions do you have as a team uh, with the writers, uh, even like the props? There's such an homage to what has happened in the original crew storyline but there's also, like, we have to advance on this. Technology is different. Special effects are different. Yeah. And so how much do you guys say, okay, we need to adhere to the original timeline and be the way it was? Like, the sound effects is what I pick up on. Mm-hmm. I hear this, every now and then I hear this sound, like, that was from the original. Even, like, from the doors opening yeah. or swishing. Um, but that we're, that we're still our own franchise, too.
1: Um, well, I could speak about my own experience, which is, <clears throat> um, you know, when we're in my med bay, yeah. you know, it is very high tech, right? We have the screens and the, 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 the beds and there's, there's a lot of technology in there. But my actual tools and the tools that were used in the original series, the tricorder, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, is exactly as it was on the original series because yep. we take place uh, 10 years before. Um, and so I gotta, I there's no spoiler, this isn't a spoiler, but this season I have, a, I have a big scene where I have to use a lot of those tools and very quickly under a lot of pressure. And so there was a whole tutorial, because some of them I had never used before, right? Yeah, And so I had to make sure that I was using them correctly. And the thing about it is like, you know, some of these scenes where you're saving someone's life or, you know, high stakes. And in today's, you know, medicine, there's a lot of, you know, when you're saving someone's life, there's there's a lot of physical, physical. you know, um, effort. And with Uh, these tools, you know, not so much, right? Like, it's like you're waving this thing over people or... So somehow you have to create the high stakes and the intensity of, of what you're doing in order to save someone or to, to treat them um, without all of that. That's a really interesting effort.
0: point. I've never, ever thought of
1: that. Yeah. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy. Because, you know, my, my tendency was, like, I'm saving, you know, I need to do all of this yeah, 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 like, yeah. yeah, but that's not what that thing does. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> um, but I have to tell you, these small little touches do not go unnoticed by fans. And I'm sure, I mean, you hear I so back. much.
1: And believe me, we would hear about it.
0: Yeah. Um, Star Trek fans, like we said, are very intense. Uh, what was your first Star Trek kind of fan experience? I know you guys did Comic-Cons. You guys run Comic-Con, by the way, with the chemistry and the laughter and the energy that you guys
1: have. All that's the sorry. other panels are, like, we want to hang out with that <laughs> because we really do love each other I, I mean love I know those. it's crazy I mean I hope it always stays that way you know and yeah. um, I, I, I'm sure that it will but um, my first fan experience was um, oh it was the Star Trek Las Vegas convention uh, last year they are so
0: serious in Las Vegas
1: by the way and I was not prepared I was not prepared uh, it's a we lot were to still handle. we were still shooting uh, it was in the middle of our of, of our production schedule and they flew us to Vegas and you know we did this panel and so you know I had you know they, they tried to prepare me there like, this is what's gonna happen and you know people are gonna come up to you and all this stuff and so um, I ended up really loving it and and here's why <laughs> um, I never really um, there, there's so many so, so few opportu- opportunities to um, hear from your fans about what they think about what you're doing and have in-depth conversations, like, you know, I like to talk about the work, I like to talk about how, how we do it, but not my friends don't want to hear about all that. You know, yeah, my friends yeah. want to talk about our lives and everything, and that, I don't want to bore them with it. But here's an opportunity to, like, talk to somebody who wants to hear about it. Um, and, and like I said earlier, like, these are the people who are paying us. You know, the, 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 the success of the show and their investment in it and their love of it um, is why we will continue, hopefully, to, to do it. So, um, I, I really enjoy having that interaction. And here's the other thing. Some of these conventions I get paid to, to, go, to go to and to take photos with people and to sign autographs. I was going to do it for free anyway, so... She's like, no! But, you know what I mean? Like That's what got yeah. the original cast of Star
0: Trek from William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. That's what got them back together was, was getting paid to go yeah. to the
1: conventions. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's, I think it's really fun to see how excited people oh, are I and to that. hear people's reactions to it. I mean, people come up to you very emotional and yeah. they tell you it's how they really lives. feel and how the show makes them feel and how they feel seen. Um, and with Anthony and I, it's, it was really intense because you know, 52 years people waited for some kind of LGBTQ representation on the show, on TV, and, um, and, and we were able to be those people. And so we hear from people who were fans back in the 60s who, who now um, come up to us and ha- have amazing stories to tell.
0: Well, I know Next Generation, um people were expecting this and it didn't quite yeah. happen and you know I know cuz I'm I'm on all the chat boards too mm-hmm. Instagram and I'm I'm very surprised that there's still some resistance but I love when somebody shows resistance to your love story all the fans come rallying like if you really appreciate uh Gene Roddenberry's m- idea for the show and the true idea of the future then your comments are irrelevant in terms of uh not accepting
1: yeah I mean uh- some of it is hard, right? Like, yeah. you know, there are, there are trolly people, right? And I, t- I, I, for the most part, ignore it. But then there are moments when I don't. And, I, and, it's, and the only time that I do engage is when they literally come after me personally, right? Um, that's hard for me to, <laughs> to, to uh, walk away from. But I have gotten really good at blocking.
0: But you're also human and that, that still is just going to stick in when, your mind.
1: When it's, when it's homophobic, when it's clearly directed in order to cause pain, um, then I, I have to leave. I have to go. I'm not going to engage with that. But it's hard for me because you know, I'm a fighter. Well,
0: and who knows? We're going into <laughs> to season three. Some minds, just like we talked about, people are on their own journey mm-hmm. because of the storyline might have them see uh, a, a gay relationship in a whole different way. Yes. And, and that's, so it is a journey. That
1: is the hope. That is the hope, Yes.
0: God, I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited that you came on the show. No, I'm I'm actually not. (laughs) Um, Star Trek, to me, like I said, in this season, uh, has, in in my opinion, blown season one out of the water, which when season one started, I was just like, this is Trek.
1: I can't wait to, uh, we we need to talk after Thursday, because Thursday's a big episode. Yeah,
0: you guys, tune in uh, to Thursday. the doctor is back in all of the his doctor glory is really He's back. On
1: Thursdays,
0: um, okay. Some more rapid fire and then, uh, Bring then it. We got to go. Uh, you are auditioning
1: for American Idol. What song is it? What song am I singing? Yeah, in my first audition for American Idol. Oh, uh, that's a hard one. Mm. Um, I, uh, why is nothing coming to my head? Oh, um. I would sing. Oh, I, oh, I'm terrible. It's Sam Smith. Um, yes, but I would belt it. Not. I wouldn't I'm Good, not thank you. like him. Oh, I'm Sam Smith. Um, You're getting paid that much. Then sing. It's. I can't think of the name of it, but it's. Uh, Sam
0: Smith. I but wish I had my phone. So it's emotional and whatever, but but you would actually belt it. I For wish sure. somebody would <laughs> belt. I'm Sam so Smith terrible songs.
1: at names of things, especially rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson Cruz, what would the name of your biography be? Uh, my soul called life. I've already thought about it. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> I've almost got a little T ride <laughs> to
0: be honest. Um tell our viewers and listeners where they can find you.
1: Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at wcruise seventy three and Facebook Wilson Cruz fan page.
0: This is how, like, not scared of aging you are? Like, you put your birth date, like, in your, uh... Yeah, yeah. Okay. I own it. Oh, no, not me. I'm like, <laughs> when were you born? I, don't I am know. <laughs> 45 years old. <laughs> um, I have to give a big thank you to our sponsors, Vista Grande Resort in Palm Springs, an oasis in an oasis. 29 rooms over an acre of land, uh, with a waterfall, a lagoon, two pools in a steam room. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is served to you. <laughs> they actually bring you breakfast in your room if you're part of one. Oh, and thank God. Go to VistaGrounderResort.com to book your stay. Um, also, Bearworth uh, Apparel. Using apparel uh, to infuse confidence uh, no matter what size you are. Uh, go to Bearworth.com. Big thank you to... Mr. Wilson Cruz I I was so excited that you were coming by and I'm so glad like we got to chat we did I, I was a little nervous cuz I, I have the like only 10 more pages here, but, but by, by the way I, like I we, we could still have like another 4 hour show I'll come back someday Th- please do. Uh, Kurt, thank you so much. Mama Rose in our chat room. Thanks, uh, our sponsors, T V and you, are loyal listeners. Share us, tweet us, DM us. Coming up on The Rocks, we have Tony Award winner Frances Ruffell is visiting from New York. Of course, she played Eponine in the original Les Miserables. She's bringing Patti Lapone stories, so she's here. RuPaul's Drag Race, Mayhem Miller is coming. Reed uh, Ewing from Modern Family is coming. Uh, he's openly, he came out last year. Of course, he plays Dylan, and he's in all the episodes for yeah. the next two seasons. Jessica Suda from The Pussycat Dolls is coming. Coming. Uh, and also we have adult film stars Wesley Woods and Sylvia Sage don't get too excited Kurt yeah he's like I don't know who that is of course he does <laughs> thank you so much you never know who's going to show up on On the Rocks whoop whoop uh, uh, thank you uh, see you next Tuesday this has been On the Rocks with Alexander every Tuesday at 7pm on Universal Broadcasting Network find me on Facebook on On the Rocks radio show Tweet me or Instagram me at OnTheRocksOnAir. See you next Tuesday!